0: But
1: la 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 The world to The Michael la Variety The on every podcast provider la la la. The in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call Planet Earth, I am Michael Dupree, and it is December sixteenth at the time that this episode is released. I always forget to do that. <laughs> I always forget to warn, warn my guests of the time that the episode's coming out. But now is the time it's happening.
2: Okay,
1: it's happening There's now, I guess. Time travel. Yeah, uh, we are one week away from uh, the glorious, uh, sacred holiday of Christmas right. thought we are we are dick deep in the holiday season uh, which is <laughs> fantastic and uh, I'm happy I, I'm having a good time I'm excited for the new decade see who I'm going to be at the end of the year it's going to be very hopefully sexual
2: <laughs> we actually have a Christmas themed placky song in our uh, repertoire Ooh, yeah. what's that one called it's called "Slept Through Christmas."
1: Oh, maybe we gotta play Ooh. that one. Is it is it avail? Is it is it released? Oh yeah. Oh heck yeah. Yeah, it's on but
3: Bandcamp was... for sure. Mm-hmm. We gotta
1: <laughs> check that out. Uh, so, uh, ju- if you've never listened to the Mike pre Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets. Mm-hmm. Artists, sculptors, directors, writers... Oh, I fixed it. (laughs) Uh, And never had a sculptor before. I don't know why I said that. I keep saying that. Uh, And more. Uh, It's also the world's only mandatory podcast. So welcome back, everybody in the world, except for the nine people who are still alive in the world who have vouchers that they don't have to listen to it. Uh, Go back. (laughs) There's a whole history and lore to the, the situation. Uh, today we have a couple, we have a three wonderful guests. Well, we have another guest joining us later, but right now we are joined by three wonderful guests. One is calling us from California. Uh, they are a, the blues rock, comedy, death metal, they, like, mm-hmm. they have all sorts of different genre, genres that change mm-hmm. from year to year and from <laughs> song to song, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, please welcome the Plackies.
2: Ahoy. Hi guys. Hey,
1: hey. It is Troy, Caleb, and Zach with the Plackies. How are you guys doing?
2: Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're Excellent. feeling good.
1: Great. Uh so why don't we go around the table and the phone, uh, say who you are, what you do in the band, and uh if there was a battle royale of all of the holiday characters, uh from Santa to the elf guy from elf. Uh, to anybody, uh, who do you think would win in a battle royale death match? Uh, go. Let's start with uh this side of the table here.
3: Hi, uh, my name's Zach, and uh, you know I play guitar occasionally, or banjo, or a little bit of backup vocals. Sometimes when we're playing live, I play the bass guitar, and the plackies, you know, you know wherever I, wherever I'm fitted or needed, and uh, you know. I'd probably vote for Jesus. As think, a, yeah. I think he's got some some tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I vote for the Christmas Royale. That's a
1: that's a fair fair <laughs> guess. I think he would probably Christmas holiday Christmas Royale. Jesus yeah, I think Jesus probably.
3: Yeah, he's pretty strong too. I think he's <laughs> he's ripped. Yeah, how much do you
1: think Jesus can bench? Oof.
3: I don't know, man. Don't want to put a
1: number on <laughs> <laughs> it. Don't want to wouldn't want to offend. Uh, next we have
2: uh, Caleb's wife, Larry's older brother. Uh, I am largely percussion, vocals, uh, backup vocals, uh, album l- art, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that. Uh, yeah, we're we kind of share hats, but I'm, I'm not the most guitar fluent, so um, but yeah, I. I don't know with the abominable snowman from uh, Rudolph count. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he's a little sensitive, but I mean, he's got the build. Yeah,
1: when and he it's... and he rages, you know, he can yeah. he does have the build. I,
2: I wouldn't put it past him.
1: No, I definitely wouldn't. He is after all abominable.
2: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> he's got teeth. <laughs> uh
1: and <laughs> last uh and maybe Lee's, I'm not sure. Uh we have Troy. Hi Troy.
4: Yeah. I'm Troy. I'm the California part of our trio. Uh, I play guitar, piano, you know, help in whatever way we can. I feel like our roles are often sort of interchangeable. Mm hmm. <laughs> and as far as Chris, it is very hard to argue that Jesus, is
1: yeah, he, you know, he's
4: in any sort of match. But
1: he's undisputed. I, think I would
4: also give an honorable mention to Rudolph.
1: Rudolph. Really?
4: Because personally, you know, I feel somewhat pity for him just being despised by all the other reindeers, and yeah. then he comes to save the day. It's very uh, heartwarming story, in my opinion.
1: Do you think that? So you think he's got some sort of edge from being bullied for so long?
4: Yeah, I think so. He's sort of the underdog. You never yeah. know
1: what he's. Chip get. on yeah. his shoulder. You wouldn't expect him to win, he but you blind know all people. the big. Oh yeah, he could blind people with his big bright nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you would think that, you know, you would think like the heavy hitters like Santa or the Abominable Snowman or Jesus would, you know, be duking it out. But, you know, when you have equal, you know, big, big boys fight each other, they all go down. But then who's standing left at the end? Rudolph, the Mr. Un- Rogers. The
2: underdeer underdog. I remember those antlers, too. When he, do- do you have am-
1: he had little tiny nubs for antlers, I think. But you know what? You sharpen those up a little bit. Yeah, it could be weaponized. It could be very, <laughs> very easily weaponized. <laughs> Great. Uh, so let's talk about uh, where you guys are from. So you both in front of me uh, are both from Michigan originally. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Troy, you are a you're a Cali boy.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's that's always been the case. Or did you did you move yeah. out there? Oh, interesting. I've
4: always been in California.
1: Uh, so when did you guys each start like decide like picking up? picking up music, Uh, was it just kind of something you just did for fun when you hung out with each other, or uh, was it something you kind of been interested in from a young age? Uh, Let's start with you, Zach. Uh,
3: Yeah, I think, uh, well, 2009 is really when it all came together, Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: uh, it's because we we take these family trips up to uh, Canada in this place called McGregor Bay, where our family has like a little cabin up there, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and uh, yeah, so it was a family summer trip up there. And, you know, where, uh, you know, Troy is musical and I was musical and, you know, Caleb's always got some ideas and, and also Heath, who's, uh, Troy's brother, another Californian was there. And so all four of us were kind of like, we started the idea of like, let's make some music out here. We had a guitar and we had Caleb's computer, I think, to record.
2: And I think it was largely out of boredom and it- Troy, I think Troy was messing around with. There's like sort of an African thumb piano up there yeah. that we were just dinking around with, and uh, wrote our first song, Cabin Fever, which we just ended up. Doing yeah, that was it an
3: a- instrumental yeah. though, with the thumb piano and a little bit of guitar. So, and that was that was what started it off, and then we just kind of kept going, and yeah, it was like a one week we were up there, but I feel like we like produced like what five or six songs
2: yeah
1: yeah so you guys uh at that point you committed uh it seemed to every time you guys got together up there you would you'd release it, you'd make a new ep or new album or something uh and you kind of followed that streak for pretty for most of these last 10 years
2: yeah it was the goal not we didn't always uh you know sometimes we wouldn't necessarily be in the same spot for the right amount of time. But we try and at least get a single out there or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what uh, did you guys, guys, when you first started uh, the, the band, did you decide like, we're going to do this every single year? Or was it after a couple of years of continuously going back to the cottage? And like, how did that second year happen? Cause the first year you were just kind of goofing around, right? Or You're just like, Oh, let's just make some music together. And then the second year came like, what, what, what kind of was the process of that? had you communicated ahead of time like oh when we get back up there let's let's work on another uh
2: release yeah i I think it was maybe it was assumed i think we we had a lot of fun with the first one and we were just teenagers then so it's like yeah you know we didn't really have anything better to do
1: yeah (laughs) You know, you couldn't go fishing or hiking or anything up
2: there. I mean, we did manage to accomplish all those recreational things. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like for his age, Troy was a particularly accomplished musician, too. So we wanted to take a... And I was a wannabe. I didn't really... I knew how to... I had, like, a little uh, Brazilian tambourine or something. But, um, yeah... I think it was pretty much assumed that it was going to be an annual thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it and uh yeah, we just I think we didn't make it a goal to like, yeah, let's do this every time we come up here or every time we get together, let's try to try to put out an EP. Give us a little goal. Mm-hmm. You know, and the nice. limitations of the short time was kind of like gave it a little bit of an intensity, but uh it was fun too and kind of forced us to like be productive.
1: Very nice. Uh, so, uh, how did the, what did the band name, The Plackies, come from? Because you could have been just called the, the Zweiflers. Yeah, uh, maybe, <laughs>
3: maybe Troy would be but be, better to speak on that. Yeah, yeah.
4: I was always interested in dental hygiene, personally. That's, <laughs> That's a good thing
1: to I be interested I in. <laughs> I
4: didn't, you know, floss my teeth and brush my teeth. My teeth would be left feeling all placky. Yeah. Covered
2: in plaque, so <laughs> he was that, an he was an avid flosser.
1: <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not a, dental hygiene is very important. So you were enamored with the idea of dental hygiene. So you're like, gotta name this band the Plaquies.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I I think it. it we wanted. To, we tried a few different things, and every time we tried to write song, at least for me, I think I might have tried to get some uh, more sentimental or. I guess more serious songs, in, and they were always instantly denied because they weren't absurd or comical enough. They didn't really have any interest in doing serious songs, so <laughs> we wanted to have a silly band name to accompany that.
1: So all of your songs are pretty much pretty comedic. Yeah, you know, we
2: we
3: try. Yeah, you know, we try to aim for funny songs,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or at least unconventional, like n- not anything serious. Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. Silly. Mm-hmm. you got to
1: have some light laughter in the world. That's what I always say. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what, let's, let's play this first song. So you guys have released a new song this year uh, called Nerf for Nothing uh, with an album, right? Or, or with a, uh, a music video attached to it. Yes. Uh, that was this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. was
3: just a couple months ago.
1: Yeah. Uh, and what's this song about? Well, You're this... wearing a Nerf shirt. I just that.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, like, yeah. This one, uh, this this song came about a little interesting because it was it was me and my our Chica- uh, Chicago cousins, uh, Austin and There's even more cousins. Ch- Drew, yeah. Like, <laughs> so like they're like kind of honorary members. Like anyone that's in the family, like they're they can be in the plackies, potentially,
2: <laughs> if they bring a good idea to the table and an instrument. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. And Austin are. Uh, he's a pretty good singer and he sing, he's the one that sings this song. Oh, okay. And, um, so yeah, this song, uh, I was like, yeah, me and Austin kind of wrote it and, and drew uh, and, uh, but yeah, I was inspired by this arcade game at uh, Pinball Pete's in Ann Arbor mm-hmm. and uh, we we're, is uh kind of just a shooting game but uh, if you get enough points, you can get 500 tickets pretty easily mm-hmm. which is a shitload of tickets and yeah. it, it kind of <laughs> We, like, won, like, the jackpot of 500 tickets, like, three times, and we were just, like, really got addicted to it, and then it turned into writing the song, and then, like, oh, we got to make the video. So, the video is just, like, us playing this game and singing this song about how <laughs> fun it is and how uh, how easy it is to win 500 tickets.
1: 500 tickets. <laughs> and then, uh,
3: <laughs> then we sent the video to the people that made this game, Nerf Arcade, and the people... Uh, Tomatoes it, it called like raw thrills and they loved the video. And really? They sent us all T shirts. Really?
1: That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm glad they weren't like seasoned assist on that. <laughs> yeah.
2: We thought it was gonna be our big break, our big sell out moment. But <laughs> I mean Shirts were a nice consolation. Yeah, he got some nice shirts out of the <laughs> Yeah, we're hoping <laughs> they would
3: like reshare the song, but I don't think they did that. But <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yeah. But they sent us shirts, so that was pretty nice, and they approved of the video. So.
1: Great, awesome. So let's hear this, uh, this, uh, this, the plackies with Nerf or Nothing.
0: High score is coming, high score is coming.
1: Absolutely, that song has like been perpetually stuck in my head all week. <laughs> it's very catchy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of obnoxiously catchy. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, tell me a little bit about your guys' songwriting process. So, uh, do you? So, you guys? Do you guys still go to the cottage every year uh, the, as a family, or is it kind of and what less frequent now?
2: It's a little bit less frequent now, uh or at least less cohesively everyone going up at the same time as people get older. But uh every now and then either Troy will come up uh from California to Ann Arbor or sometimes uh we've gone well, down Yeah, to there it. was
3: one time where we went to California and we made an EP. Uh, yeah, uh, many uh, recording horse... and uh yeah. Many mm-hmm. horse parties, yes.
1: Um so uh how does the songwriting process work as far as like, do you guys wait until you are together and just kind of start spitballing ideas, or do you kind of spend some time and you kind of cr- work on some ideas for the next plaque section?
2: I think ideally it's all comes together when we're all there. Uh, there's been a couple exceptions where uh, Troy will have uh, you know maybe an instrumental or something lying around or an idea um there was one of our more recent uh songs small nipples would be an <laughs> example of that and uh that became That's a great name for a song. Yeah, yeah.
3: That, w- that was Troy's song and he like <laughs> sent it to us over email and you're like this this has got to be a wacky song.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I like, like I said I think in the best case scenario we're all there hashing it out definitely Sometimes it involves a little bit more motivation, and I, i was sort of in the earlier years, sort of the the whip boy,
1: the, <laughs> the whipping boy, the, or the whip crack, the, the, the like guy with, with the whip. Crack. Okay, I see. <laughs> uh, I think there's a, there's a significant difference.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh and yeah, songwriting process. I don't know what do you think, Zach. Uh, yeah, well I feel like
3: yeah, we're all trying to generate like ideas for like funny, just like the idea of like the lyrics and stuff and mm-hmm. usually Troy comes up with most of the music cuz he's like a musical prodigy and uh he, he's great at coming up with uh guitar parts and piano parts and he's just naturally gifted musician. So usually he kind of comes up with more of the song structure, but we'll all kind of like work on the lyrics together and Caleb's really good at coming up with background vocals. Like he's always bringing up interesting backup vocals to kind of elevate the song and
1: Are you guys in uh, is this your only band that you guys are in? Uh the Plackies or are you in multiple multiple groups?
3: Each uh, of you? Yeah, I have a band called Red Electric Shark.
1: Yes, yeah. And
3: uh them. yeah, that's a band with my buddies from high school. Mm-hmm. And you know, we still play
1: together and yeah. And uh Caleb, are you are you in uh, any other
5: groups?
2: Um I I had some sort of I uh, jam with people. Uh, I was in a band, Piner, with Jim Cherwick that played occasionally. Um, have some solo stuff that's not particularly great. Plackies has always been sort of the the best that I've been a, a part of as far as musical stuff. I think.
1: Great. Um. And uh, Troy, what about you?
4: No, I'm not in any other band. I'll make my own songs sometimes, but, yeah, I'd say Placky's is still my Ride or
1: die Placky's. <laughs> yeah. And
3: Troy's also come up with some great original music for, like, video projects I've done. Yeah. Like, I make short films or comedy videos, and I'll ask him to, like, make a song for it or use one of the songs he's already made, and, yeah, he's great at coming up with, like, a little interesting instrumental music.
1: Nice. Uh, so yeah, Nerf for Nothing was uh, the your first release this year. Um, was that part of an, a larger recording session? Do you have any other uh, uh, like an EP or anything uh, planned at all for the next coming future?
2: I, th- I think that one was just sort of serendipitous because uh, Austin was in town and they mm. s- inspiration struck with mm. the the arcade game. Me and uh, Troy were sort of added on to that at the last minute. We weren't involved in the lyrics, but they're like, "Hey, we got the song, lay some drums down, lay some slide guitar down and um, but we're we definitely got more plaques in us. Maybe not for this year, if not yeah. the next."
3: Yeah. Yeah, if, if Troy can make it out to Michigan, then uh I'm sure we would we'd make some make a new EP, but uh there's no plans for that at the moment, but uh yeah, hopefully next year. Maybe we'll all end up at the McGregor Bay again and get back to our roots.
1: So I got a chance to watch. Uh, I was looking through your YouTube channel, uh, Zach, that you have like all the Plackeys videos and everything on it. And I got a chance to watch that documentary oh, that you yeah. guys made in uh, 2012, the Mini Horse Parties uh, Plackies documentary. Which if, you, if you're listening, you got to go check it out. It's it's very funny. Um, and uh, in it, I can't remember which of you said it, um, but he said that. Uh, the plackies is forever, basically that you plan on the plackies will always be a thing. and uh, do you guys still feel like that's the case that you will it's it inevitably can until you're old and gray continue to like make plackey songs together?
2: yeah, it's like a fine wine, you know, I think we'll we'll just get get better and better, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what practice it, does, I hear,
3: yeah, and the fact that we're all <laughs> we're all family and kind of contractually obligated to each other. And <laughs> contractually obligated. We'll always find each other hanging out at some point. So, and uh,
2: We've had some close calls, though, with quitting, for sure. There's really? been, yeah, there, there's... Devil Dog? A, Devil Dog was probably the peak of, uh, I don't know, growing resentment and uh, inter-family <laughs> drama.
3: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just all feeling the pressure of having to make an EP and we're all just kinda we had like maybe just feeling creatively a little bit slumped mm-hmm. for whatever that year and uh it just felt like kinda hard to like do it and we were just feeling like, because 'cause we're only there for like less than a week or something and I don't know so that kinda was that was the little tricky year, but I think we've we've moved on and we've produced
1: some great music and I mean I still like that E P. There's some great songs on there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Devil Dog's <laughs> classic.
1: It's a, I'm glad you moved past it. The family drama has been quashed, mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I think now that we've settled down and we're like, okay, we don't need to make a full e p every year. We could just like maybe Release put out put songs. out a song or we've done a couple live albums, yeah, um and those are those are fun to do
1: that's another question I have is like how do how do live shows work for you guys with? You know, half of you being in California and the other half being here. Uh, do you do you, uh, do you guys ever perform just you two together in Michigan and or uh, just play some songs here? Do you, is it a very rare occurrence where the Plaquies get to perform together live?
2: Yeah, we gotta have Troy. Yeah, the I mean, I ideally we'll sometimes we'll bring in our other cousin on my mom's side, uh, Brad Hassinger. He's a great percussionist um and
3: yeah we've only done two live shows really Ips- no in any. your
1: entire history
3: well yeah. yeah we've done like some for our family like up in, Canada. in
1: 2009 yeah <laughs> yeah wow
3: and uh yeah we've done two shows in ipsilanti one at the crossroads one at alehouse and we both have turned those into live albums that are on our band camp
1: yeah that one the last one was like in 2017 right or was it? Was, it, I last think it, I think was it last year? Was last
3: year? Yeah, it was just last year, 2018. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We're uh, at Dale House. How does that feel like when you get to like actually get together? And I imagine you play songs from throughout the the Plackies history uh, when you when you do that. So uh, how does that feel like just to be able to? Because it seems like such a an insular like uh, you know thing where you come together once a year or however many and and put them together so to actually perform it. Um, what What does that feel like?
2: Uh. It's, it's kind (laughs) of, it's interesting. It's definitely gratifying for us. We're pretty much the only people that really have any enthusiasm for the band. (laughs) It's like we don't have a huge fan base, but, uh, so it's cool to actually get our friends and family around to see what they think. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, people have been receptive uh when we've when we played it live and uh you know they're they laugh for the, at the funny at the funny lines and yeah. stuff and they see the humor in it and they see the 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 goofiness of it and uh, well
1: i think i think comedy music it's such a mixed bag you know of like mm-hmm. people trying to be funny at actually being any good and i think you guys have hit such a great balance of like it's uh, of like actually good music <laughs> but also uh, kind of having these like ridiculous scenarios <laughs> and and uh, concepts in your music, uh. So Thank I commend you. you for that. Thank you. Um. So I would love to see the Plackies live if if it happens again.
2: Maybe we can um, do yeah, a Hamtramck show. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. We gotta. know yeah, We should bring the Plackies to the Ant Hall or something like that. That, that would, would be,
1: be a great good. place to to bring the Plackies. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, that should be our, our next goal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh awesome so uh what is this next song that you guys will be showing us what about that christmas song you were talking about with with the holiday season uh, upon us oh
3: yes slept through
1: christmas so the idea of this is uh, that's funny that you mentioned that because we actually talked about we were talking about this with our last guest sleeping through christmas yeah well like a like a hallmark movie or something (laughs) like where someone like sleeps through christmas on accident oh wow um so uh so i imagine this one's about sleeping through christmas
3: yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, we do kind of evolve the idea of like also like as the song progresses, like sleeps through his baptism, and then like it, <laughs> at the end, he sl- sleeps through the rapture or something. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so it's all kind of like great Christian based. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah.
1: Well, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, here is the Plackies with "Slept Through Christmas."
6: It's Christmas Eve The kids are in bed The stockings are hung It's snowing so gently The fire is stoked But I'm losing steam Got presents to wrap And it's a big day
0: tomorrow
3: station's still open, we can get a, we can get some honey-baked cans, we can make this work.
6: I'm a single dad, but I think I found someone, she's perfect for me, we're thinking about marriage, she's a Baptist, and I'm a Roman Catholic, gotta convert, and she's gonna leave
3: I just, I partied a lot last night and I just kind of forgot that I had to do this little thing. Uh, could I, could I do another day? Could I do it online?
6: Well, it's 2012. The ice caps are melting. Economic collapse. My calendar's in there. Gas prices are high. Overpopulation. World War Three, I'm on the brink of starvation. Yes, I am.
0: Whoa, I slept through the rapture.
1: Heck yeah. That got me in the holiday spirit and the rapture spirit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, pretty morbid, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Uh, Thank you, Troy, for calling in. Uh, Is there anywhere that people can find, uh, uh, well, where can people find the Plackies online, first of all?
2: Uh, That would be on the Plackies Bandcamp. Plackies is kind of spelled weird. It's P-L-A-Q-U-E-Y-S. Yeah. So if you you'll put that in the, the name Google, of the episode, it, yeah, you'll find <laughs>
3: it. Yeah, yeah, all of our albums, EPs are up there, and you can. I all of them are free to download as well. So there's no reason to not uh,
2: to just not check it. it
3: out. Yeah, just we got a Facebook
2: it. page too.
1: Yeah, just look up the Plackies. It's got great SEO. Know what else is called the Plackies? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Figure it out, mm-hmm. uh, Troy. Anything else you'd like to plug or say?
4: Um, no, thanks for having us.
1: Thank well, you. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, Now, guys, we have uh, a wonderful segment that we want to share with you. Uh, You know, every week we share these, uh, you know, funny moments, funny moments in time. And this time I really want to share a beautiful story. This is a story of a, a dog who was on a deserted island and he found his way home miraculously. Let's take it. Let's take you there.
5: Guess who's back, children? <laughs> That's right. It's your old uncle, Smooth Al ski Oh, you thought I was dead? Nope. Well, maybe. Actually... Yes, I was dead. Bum bum bum! As you might have heard in the news, radio icon and cultural mainstay Smooth Al Peseluski falls off cliff, tragically dies on soul-searching journey. (laughs) That's the official story they'll tell you. A falsehood posing as truth as justice dies on the sharp exposed rocks of a drying riverbed. The real truth... It was covered up to protect a traitor. Dun-dun-dun! That's right, children. It was foul play. I was assassinated by a podcast host, Michael Dupree. Well, not directly by Michael Dupree, but by a hitman I have no doubt was hired by the Benedict himself. Unfortunately, Michael couldn't account for the supernatural. Because in my dying breath, I invoked a revenge curse, binding us on this mortal plane until I can get my vengeance on the coward himself. On today's episode, I take my first steps in my plan. Introducing the first step, as well as my first guest, Michael's original arch nemesis, his first grade teacher, Mrs. Wembler. Welcome to the show, Mrs. Wembler.
7: Thank you, Smooth Al. It's a pleasure to be here, and a pleasure to be among a fellow enemy of that little snot-nosed Brat Michael.
5: I feel confident that the sole reason for our coexistence is bulletproof, and our obvious lack of chemistry and history will not backfire in any way.
7: Absolutely not. Let's crush that little
5: freaking piece of shit. Ah, uh, language, Mrs. Wembler. You're still a teacher, and this is a family show. Remember that.
7: Of, of course. Forgive me. It's just been so long, and I haven't had my comeuppance against that
5: little weasel. It's totally understandable, Mrs. Wembler. Just make sure it doesn't happen again. The last person I had given a second strike to had me pushed off a cliff. But I digress. Before we get to the second step and our second guest, let's hear about your motive. The first time Michael wronged you.
7: It was the very first day of school. I won't soon forget that cold September day. The clouds were practically raining blood as that little Cretan walked through the door at nine in the morning, dressed as Jean Shallot and holding a squirt gun.
5: Uh, I couldn't guess what he did next, but go
7: ahead. Suffice it to say, Michael thought it would be appropriate for my staff and I to look as though we had wet our pants. Apparently, he figured this would create an environment conducive to education, we did not agree. I also did not agree with his constant interruptions as he live reviewed my instructions. I can still hear his little voice. This math lesson, four out of five P.P. And then he would squirt the crotch of my pants four times. His aim was impeccable.
5: Let's hope your aim will be as true as his when the time comes to get your revenge. Let's not waste any time on getting our second guest of the night out, because vengeance and curses are by nature impatient. He's our second step in the plan, introducing Michael's good friend and guest on his insufferable podcast, Harry Potter Winchester. Uh, Who
1: are you? Where am I? Who is this big man looming over me? Shut up!
5: This isn't some trite quiz show, Winchester. I ask the questions. That man looming over you is my beast. My champion. His name is Zachary. But his friends call him Ham Hands. Now focus! What do you want with me? You were there. You know the location. What location? Ow! Why did you hit me? You you have to be more specific. Don't play dumb with me, Winchester. I know you know where Michael's secret podcast studio bunker is. Tell me, and I'll let you live.
1: What? Are you mad? That wasn't a bunker. I think it was in the back of an old steakhouse or something. Squeeze him, Ham Hands!
7: Uh, oh, stop! Please stop! I'm telling the truth! Harder, Ham Hands. He's lying. I know it. Squeeze him harder. Yes! Hey! You don't get to tell Zachary what to do. I'm his boss. Stop!
1: I can give you the address. (laughs) Ha!
7: See? I told you he was lying. Take notes, Smooth Al. This old teach knows backroom interrogations much better than you'd expect.
5: You're full of surprises, aren't you, you old bag of bones? Hey. All right. Harry, let's get the coordinates to that bunker.
1: Are you two absolutely bleeding mad? I'll give you the address, but you're going to be sorely disappointed when your bunker looks like a Texas roadhouse. How did the bloke foul your bloody tea anyway? (laughs)
5: <laughs> I'll tell you he sent that mountain goat to strike my bottom causing me to lose my balance and fall off that fateful cliff. Oh, I just know he did. Wait, you're saying
1: a man murdered you in cold blood via an animal with a natural predisposition for territorial
5: aggression? Are you stark raving mad? Yes, being brought back from the dead tends to have that effect on you. Dispose of him, Ham hands. <laughs>
7: Yes, dispose of them, Hammy. Dispose of them real good.
5: You're a real twisted bitch, aren't you, Wimbler? I like you.
1: Wait, you said you'd spam me. You must keep your word. Keep.
5: That's all for today's episode of Smooth Al Strikes Back. I hope you enjoyed this, Michael.
1: Damn it! That weird, that smooth owl is back again, <laughs> ruining my segments. <sighs> Awful. Well, I'm still joined here by two of the members of the Plackies. How are you guys doing, Caleb and Zach? Swell. Swell.
3: Yeah. swelling. Yeah, super swell. Yeah, swollen. Wow, <laughs> swollen.
1: <laughs> are you okay? Do you need do these mites?
2: Uh, I got I got some uh, soda water over here. I'll be all right. Yeah, just pour it on. <laughs> Oh uh, man. Mmm,
1: delicious. Uh we are now joined by a very exciting guest. Uh so you guys um are you guys familiar with the ba- with the uh the app TikTok. It, kids will like uh, lip sync over it and they'll they'll make like s- comedy sketches or uh you know what could very loosely be called comedy sketches and uh it's just generally the dredges of the the worst thing <laughs> in the world right now. Uh I know that might be a very okay boomer moment of me, but uh
2: I've seen some of them on YouTube. Me and Zach both have flip phones, so we don't have access to TikTok directly. But mm-hmm. I've heard it in the the pop culture. What's up
1: with that? What's with the flip phones? Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> I, I think it's p- poverty. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> maybe. Pardon me. Yeah,
3: it's resistance to change. And, you know, we want to we want to stay in a simpler era. Yeah. Without uh, email and uh, social media in That's our pockets. Fair. But uh, we... I think I'm probably going to have to evolve in the coming year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you, do, yeah. Are, you seem resistant, Caleb.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we we grew up in the, the country, so we didn't have, like, internet or anything no, no for a no cable. Long time.
3: We had, like, five channels, so just watched a lot of PBS, uh
2: running around but outside. <laughs> I spent yeah. enough time on the computer as it is. I think I, I just, I'm already concerned about technology invading my brain space. So yeah, I, it's it's more fear. Yeah. It's not like a superiority thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's
1: good. It, well, it's good to at least be conscious of that, uh, to not, you know, uh, get consumed with it. Cause I, you know, I think everybody does. I, I, I certainly am guilty of, of, Staring at my phone just when I'm bored rather than like mm-hmm. occupying my time with something mm-hmm. useful. But anyway, <laughs> this is the longest intro for a guest I've ever done. Uh, please welcome our guest. He is a TikTok consultant. Uh, please welcome Paul Frente.
8: Thank you, Michael. I, I run the Premier consulting firm for TikTok right now. We have an, an amazing team. Um, we have uh, Bethany Tyndall on choreography, we mm-hmm. have Kamar Smith. On uh, lip syncing mm-hmm. and, or, and or vocals uh-huh. You know if you sing your own track
1: uh-huh, Which isn't very common
8: um, It's getting more common actually uh-huh. there's, there's a lot of uh, songs that are, that are breaking on TikTok And you, you, you don't know How many plays you get You know all of a sudden people are looking you up on Spotify They're looking you up on iTunes They're looking you up on Google Play uh-huh. They're looking you up on all sorts of services mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing People are getting paid left and right Really? If your song gets, you know, maybe maybe these gentlemen would like one of their songs to uh, get in the rotation. Maybe this could be our big break. Yeah.
2: TikTok.
8: Yeah, yeah we
3: have a song about conjoined twin love, and I think that <laughs>
8: that'd could, be perfect. That
3: could work. As, it, as a, <laughs> it's a great duet. That could more.
8: really hit from uh, kids uh, thirteen to uh, seventeen. Uh huh. Um, Demographic right there. Yeah, right there. That's, demo. that's a key. That's a key demo that we we always try to chase. Um, but yeah, I've 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 consulted. On you many... can't say
1: that you're you'd be going for anyone younger because I think you technically have to be 13 to be on TikTok, right? Yeah,
8: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it's all about eyeballs, views. It's all about eyeballs. Yeah, views. I guess yeah, Okay, that, on, that's a better way to say. Yeah, it. on the videos, um, sorry, it's, a little, it's a little you know lingo from the industry. Yeah, you got eyeballs and screens. Yeah, that's what is
2: there like a like? Can you like them? Yeah, on? yeah, you
8: can, you can. Uh, there, there's, there's a hot you can follow. Um, it's wonderful, you know. And then, of course, if if someone follows you back, you can DM. Yeah. Okay. You know? Um, slipping in the DMs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. But uh, to,
1: so, what got you into this business?
8: <clears throat> uh, it really is the next uh, emerging platform for yeah. people to express themselves. It is
1: extremely popular.
8: Yeah. Forget Instagram, uh, that's history. No. Oh. Um, TikTok is now. TikTok is the future. Uh huh. TikTok. You don't think that it's going to go the it? way of Vine? I don't really think so because uh, you, you got you got much more diversity on TikTok.
1: But also, yeah,
8: there's t- there's ads on TikTok where Vine didn't have ads. So I don't see too many ads on I, TikTok. No, I don't see too many ads. What do you mean? I scroll, I scroll, I scroll. I think every third time you scroll, there's an ad. Really? Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> what? What's what? That's your experience?
1: I could go on TikTok right now and show you. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? There's ads all over the place.
8: Oh, I do not see oh, those your TikTok
1: ads. TikTok? Wait,
2: okay. He's an ad denial.
1: Yeah.
8: I, I guess I must have the, the premiere version there's of no TikTok. There's
1: premiere version of TikTok. Premium? Yeah, there's no premium version.
8: I prefer saying premiere.
1: <laughs> oh, this is loud. All right, so here's a yeah, regular a TikTok. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there's another TikTok.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Here's another TikTok. Yeah,
8: exactly. TikTok. TikTok. Ad. Oh, you got an ad, huh? I don't see those too this often. This is an ad
1: for Robinhood. Oh, okay. Which they do not sponsor, us, so I'm not going to play it anymore. Okay. I, TikTok, I don't TikTok, TikTok. I'm not TikTok, TikTok. I don't disbelieve TikTok. there's ads in general.
8: TikTok. See, there's me. I, I I rarely ad. see an ad. But like any emerging platform, they're trying to monetize it how they can.
1: But this is how the ad the 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 platform has looked forever.
8: I How do you miss the ads? When I, did TikTok I start?
1: I think it started. I don't know when TikTok started, but I know Musical.ly goes back to, like, 2016. Yeah. And so, and Musical.ly was... TikTok
8: is about three years old. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think it started getting popular popular until
1: recently. But I don't know if TikTok's been around that long, but I know there's a lot of
8: celebrities that have come to the platform that's gotten some exposure. Well, I think it
1: got popular, really, because, like, people, like, YouTube commentators would, like, make video reaction videos to, like tiktoks like cringy tiktoks and that's what kind of boosted the popularity of it
8: yeah there's a lot of compilations out there yeah um especially the th- cringe factor is very strong like the like dance trends mm-hmm. you know uh someone will come up with a particular dance to a particular song yeah and people will just copy it over and over and over and over like and like this over one over is again. a big one right now yeah yeah where exactly the fist, like
1: like you got you're like you're doing a dumbbell curl but like going side to side yeah yeah exactly
8: yeah that's called the side to side dumb book. <laughs> is that, is yeah, that yeah, called? you you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but there's there's so many things. There's uh there's a lot of like I mentioned, a lot of celebrities are on there. Um, Kristen Chenwith just, just got on. I don't
1: know who that
8: is. We just signed oh, she's big. She's in uh she's in lots of musicals. Broadway musicals, yes. And um, she's been on uh, Pushing Daisies, that T V series. She's been on. Oh, I know Christian Channel with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She was in a, it was
8: a pint-sized powerhouse. I yes, it.
1: she was. A... She
8: played Glenda the Good Witch in Wicked. Exactly.
1: Popular.
8: Exactly. You know, she was in the '90s Annie. I did not know that. She was in '90s Annie. She didn't play Annie though. No, no, <laughs> she was uh, uh, another one. So
1: you got into the bas- You got into the TikTok business because you uh, find that it is an emerging platform. Uh, how did you become an expert in it, though?
8: Well, this is the platform of now. Yes. Um. The reason I got into this is I saw there was such potential. Uh, you have the youths of America and all across the world uh, engaged in, like I said, choreography, lip syncing. You've got original comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Uh you you can find certain sketch shows like uh on Netflix or, you know, YouTube channels, but there's just an emerging uh influx of comedy. Really really all all genres are coming to TikTok. Um so if uh,
3: the plackies wanted to make our own TikTok content, like uh do you have any tips for that's
4: what, a great question. Oh what yeah, what yeah, what yeah, could we do
8: to like get to boost our Twitter feed or well, regular regular videos uh, really boosts, you know, you want to be... D- define like, regular. Um, uh, like, you got to at least do one a day. Oh. At mm-hmm. least do one a day. But they only
1: take like six seconds to make.
8: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it can be as short as you want. You know, it can be a little bit longer. But, um, you know, if you see a dog, do a video with a dog. If you see a cat, do a video with a cat. <laughs> That's the formula. If you guys are getting together, whatever you for see, just do a video with it. A rehearsal, do a TikTok, mm-hmm. and then people will, will get in your world, you know. But what kind uh, of TikTok, TikTok would you
1: recommend that they make? Like, because a lot of TikToks, you'll take like, like the most recent Nelly song, for example, and uh, put it over it, and someone doing some activity. But they're a band, uh, so would you recommend they put their own music over it?
8: A combination, yeah, yeah, definitely use your own music to to get people to know you. But really, they people just want to see something fun. You know, they want a little glimpse of a fun video. Mm-hmm. It engages them. They follow you. They like it. Um, and then they then they come back, or you know, it shows up in in their feed. And um, but they just you know they want to they want to keep in touch and they they want to see what you guys are up to, your your antics your your repartee with each other. Um, what what do you do, you know, when it's just you guys and your instruments are down? Take me into that world.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you do?
8: I mean, I was
2: thinking once a day. I mean, we, we like, brush our teeth and floss our teeth at least twice a day. Nice.
8: That yeah. you could make into a video. You could so make a trend. Our content could be... I mean, you put one of your up-tempo songs behind you guys brushing and flossing. Yeah, well, you could make a dance out of that. Yeah. yeah, immediately. There
1: is a dance called the floss, but if you did that same dance but with the
8: face, immediately I mean? you you'd get followers. Mm-hmm. People would love it. I mean, did these
2: did these talks the the TikToks do they have staying power? Is there any like Hall of Fame talks, or is it just Ooh. they're in and out and they're just gone?
8: That's yes. A great question. Um, like we talked about, you know, there'll be compilations that make it to YouTube. Usually, that is the best of.
1: That's like uh, um, that's what we know. You've made it when you made it to the compilation.
8: Yeah, and and also, you know, if if something is is really in that Hall of Fame, if people people know when they see a winner, they they try to emulate it. They you know copy it. They'll uh, do it. Yeah, yeah, they'll duet it. Sometimes it'll be like every day a duet, and then you see going back in, like smaller and smaller windows. Um, that one is hard to view. I don't like that one. Um, I like more duets. Mm. Um, that are just two people. Yeah, but if you have something that hits people, just uh, they they love it. They 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 want to do it themselves. You know, they want to be you. They want to be the plackies, Mm-hmm. You know. Wow.
1: So uh, there's been a recent conspiracy or not conspiracy, but uh, TikTok has been facing allegations lately uh, of a uh, that there is connections to like a Chinese data farm. Uh, So everybody on the platform is being they're having their data mined from this Chinese company and it could be an intelligence issue uh, for America. What's your what's your thoughts on this?
8: Well, we have our own uh service tracking the data that 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 then gets sent, so we haven't found substantial leaks um but as with anything, if it is free, you are the product mm-hmm. and you know, like you mentioned the ads, you know they'll wanna serve more and more ads, they want the platform to explode. Um, so you we, are
1: familiar with the
0: ads.
8: I, well, I mean, you just showed me some. I've seen some in the past, but you were like, yeah, every third thing is an ad. I was like, no, that doesn't sound right to me. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, different experiences. <laughs> different that's, strokes. That's just, yeah. just an untapped uh,
2: market for the Plekies. Get get our songs out in China.
8: Yeah. Why not?
2: Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe get more visibility there. Or you could just
1: start your own data farm. Yeah. There's another idea. Just pivot. Go from music to data farming. Yeah. What do you think?
2: I'll farm some data if need be. <laughs> yeah. It
8: yeah. sounds like they they like that idea, Michael.
1: Yeah. I love making good ideas
2: that people <laughs> the use. The
8: Plackies love China.
1: Plag- yeah.
8: Yeah. Who <laughs> that should be. Your... Who doesn't?
1: <laughs> the Plackies love ch- that should be your slogan when you guys two <laughs> are there. Uh so you don't you're not concerned about this at all?
8: Not too much. I mean, really, what what data are you giving? You know, there's already guidelines. You can see where you know you don't put all of your personal information into your bio. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some people, you know, they've never been on an app before and they just put their whole name and address out there. But that's just that's ridiculous. I don't that know who ridiculous. does that.
1: Uh, you don't
8: do that, do you? I don't. Oh yeah. See. No. You're smart. Uh,
1: I although I did realize that I had it. Uh, I like, you know, it's always important to go through your Facebook security, uh, privacy, uh, options because there was this one option that was like, uh, I had enabled and I didn't realize it where you could, someone could type in my phone number at, into Google or whatever, and it would lead to my Facebook page. Uh, cause you know, you, you sign up with Facebook, when you go on your mobile device with Facebook, it connects your phone number to your Facebook profile, Uh, so yeah, if you just like had my phone number, but didn't know who I was, but you just had my phone number, uh, you could verify who I am and get information on me by just typing in my phone number.
8: Exactly. I'm like,
1: no, 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 no. You can't do that no more.
8: And also I think every time they update Facebook, you have to re, uh, select, you know, what sort of privacy options you want. Do you really? They might reset them like I don't know. It's like every three months or six months or something like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then that they, they word it strangely where it's like, um, "Don't you want to make it easier to find people? We'll we'll help you by you know using all your contacts from your phone." <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. So you're you are uh,
1: you're afraid of uh, you have privacy concerns.
8: I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. You know. So like, what
1: about your clients that you use? To, a lot of times, they're children. Uh, essentially, teenagers, but you know, legally children. Uh, do you have concerns about their privacy?
8: Well, uh, yes, yes, and, yes, and no. You know, we we involve <laughs> their their parents heavily in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we, you know, we make sure that there's no personal identifying information in their bio. That's just you know, that's just page one in the book mm-hmm. of what to do. Um, but also, you know, just just like any child stars in Hollywood. You know, you don't want them to get—I uh, don't know—like too much exposure. You know, you want to, you want to, you yeah. want to tailor the content and and not make it seem like they're they're jumping on every trend. Because otherwise, people get burned you gotta out. You got to be around.
1: ahead of the curve. You can't be following yeah. the curve.
8: It, it's just need to carefully pick. You know, like a, like an every third or fourth uh, popular thing have them do that, you know? But it really, like, what's organic to them, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I was consulting with uh, this one young gentleman the other day, and uh, his family was concerned about... Um, he was he was emulating a lot of uh, musical theater songs. And I said, we need to diversify, mm-hmm. you know? We put in some pop, put in some hip-hop, put in some rock. Uh, you know, rock's not... Uh, classical type of uh, rock and roll if you will mm-hmm. um,
2: smooth
1: jazz
8: yeah smooth jazz um, stuff like that yeah, now, yeah let
1: me ask you this uh, says you work with so much younger people do they uh, do the, the kids ever get concerned uh, with the way you look because uh, you are extremely scary to look at uh, I will say uh, you have uh, it seems well, is that a skeleton a full-face tattoo or a skull? Cool face tattoo.
8: What I do is I break the ice when they first meet me. I put on the the glasses with the, the fake nose and uh-huh. a mustache and they laugh right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's you very know? funny. Or or one of those foam clown noses. Mm-hmm. I'll put on and no one no one can not laugh at yeah. a foam clown nose. Yeah, it's funny. When you see it on a person's face who has yeah. a skull tattoo. Well,
1: yeah, because it seems like it might be face paint.
8: Yeah. You know? Well, that you think. You try rubbing it? Uh, See? Yeah, nope. It nope. doesn't come off. No, it's real. That's tattoo. Yeah, that's, you, that's... you also have a, a
3: stench too. It like... does
8: have a stench. Or, or a... is that
1: the tattoo or is it just you?
8: Yeah, I think you might smell. That's a mist that I that I <laughs> oh. apply every morning So you do after. have hygiene,
1: but you just smell bad.
8: <laughs> well, it it's like a it's a <laughs> rotting fruit mist.
1: <laughs> like uh, what is that called? That durian, jackfruit? durian, durian. Yeah,
8: and um I find that what it does is then I don't have to have those conversations with people I don't want to have conversations with.
1: Or are the people you do want to have conversations with. Uh,
8: they know. They get it. Mm-hmm. I say, excuse me, I smell like durian aka rotting fruit. <laughs> so if that puts you off, I'm sorry.
1: So this doesn't affect your business at all?
8: No. You no You can't
1: one. smell on TikTok. No, you can't. No, but you I mean the people you work with can smell you.
8: Um yeah, but they get used to it, you yeah. know. Like if 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 someone smokes a lot, you go like, oh, they're smoky. Like the first few times, and then afterwards, oh, it's a, it's old smoky. Mm-hmm. So they you know they just say, oh, that's that's Paul. He smells like rotting fruit. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting
3: it? I'm getting used to it, but I, I am yeah. feeling quite lightheaded. But yeah,
1: I yeah. was feeling I got, oh. I was feeling a little little nauseous when you first came in, but yeah, it's I think more of a point.
8: cologne. It's 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 uh it's not mass produced, so sometimes the alcohol level in the cologne is is quite high. I did just spray it before coming in here because that is my signature scent. I
1: do feel a little drunk now that you mention it. Yeah,
8: there's a lot in the air. I mm-hmm. should have used less sprays, and I should have sprayed it earlier.
1: Maybe you shouldn't use it at all. Like, what's the reason for
8: it? Everyone has their thing. Well, like, yeah,
1: because you don't want to talk to people you don't want to talk to. Well, anymore.
8: yeah, you know, it's it's an instant repeller. If yeah. you if there's someone, you know, you just don't really know that well, you can just, like, you know, spray that on. Sometimes I'll do it, like, when I'm taking a flight and, uh, you know, there's someone who's, uh, like, coughing a lot or or, you know, like, asking me, like, hey, so what do you do? You know, like that kind of thing. You know, like, ugh, this is going to be a three-hour flight. I don't want to make friends with this person. <laughs> I'll just start spraying that rotting fruit yeah. spray all over myself. And they, they either switch seats or they're just very quiet. Sounds
1: like that would make the whole plane nauseous.
8: Uh, usually it's a confined area. I did too many sprays today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Uh,
1: so uh, what is the future of TikTok then? If the, if the future is now, what could, where can it go but up?
8: Well, last year I would have said VR. Oh. But the VR is not doing so well. No. So, what I'm going to say is um, AR. AR. Augmented reality. Yeah. So, you're going to have TikTok interactive displays that show up. So, if you go to the mall and uh, there's a cross, cross uh, platform uh, marketing campaigns already that are starting to emerge where you can get in front of a a full length it looks like mirror but it's really a tv plus a camera and um you like if you go to a clothing store you can do your favorite dance in the clothing you choose which one you're going to do But you don't even have to put it on no you don't you just see it in in the screen and then you can choose to share that if you want wow yeah so you get a little preview that's 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 coming out though that i should have i shouldn't have said that this there's, a, there's an NDA that I just violated. I'll cut this from there. Okay, Don't thank worry. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Not going to cut it.
1: <laughs> uh, so what is the last thing that you... If someone wants to be TikTok famous, uh, what, what, what would you recommend that they do?
8: Oh, like, like I was saying, to the plackies. Yes. So it's all about engagement. So what you want to do is uh, post every day. Um, mm, consistency. Yeah, and you want to do something that's... that's uh, I mean, it's fun to jump on trends. But that only give you a short-term burst. What you want to do... What are some trends? Oh, like, uh, usually dance trends. But also, it's almost like people are doing, like, video versions of memes. So, um, they'll use a a certain recording and they'll they'll make their own uh, interpretation of it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But if you guys use your own music and... Um, it's a glimpse into life of what you guys are doing. Like if you're on your way to perform someplace or you're actually at the venue and performing, you can edit it up, have your music in the background and people feel like they're there at the concert. Or um, just, you know, when you guys are trying to figure out your next song, you know, something like that, that, that will make it really pop because people want, they don't want, even, even though I work a lot on the presentation of things and a little bit might be artificial, you know they want a glimpse into something that's real, that's authentic, that they feel like, oh, I got a, a glimpse of that person's personality or that group's personality.
2: Are there any incentives to, uh, you know, if you're just trying to get my data, if, if I relinquish more of my data, will that help my TikTok in any way? Yeah, that's a good I- question
8: uh sometimes um it can go both ways you know if you if you if you give a bunch of data about you know like uh the the areas that uh you live and frequent you know some more local people will feel better you know you, they might follow you more or do more likes because oh it's like a hometown person i got to you know represent for them um but other people are like yeah i don't i you know what, what, mention a specific place somewhere, and and then it's all about that. But like, what a okay, what does that mean to me? I mm-hmm. live in I live in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You know, what is what is this local uh, coffee shop mean to me? You know, it looks like a coffee shop. Why are they there? It doesn't seem like there's a point to the video. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing.
2: I'm just looking for ways to make my TikTok on the top of the the pile. Like, oh, can okay. I pay you?
8: Yes, yeah. yeah we, what we, do you
3: charge for consulting fees? Or?
8: Oh, um, we well we can talk about that off the air because it's a, it's a sliding scale, you oh, know. Well, like you just, like just give me a number. Okay, it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be three thousand to start, and then we get ten percent of the revenue that that comes from the channel. Yeah, but. You know, some of the people we've helped are now up to uh, two million followers. Um, this they sounds good. like
3: a dollar a follower. Like you can make money through TikTok. Oh
8: yeah, yeah. Because oh, wow. there's uh, you reach out to different brands and oh you, you put make like videos like Sprite or uh, yeah. Fanta or yeah 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 yeah. And then people they want to do what you do, you know. But sometimes it's it's um, it's something good too. You know, like a new product that. You know, it just doesn't have much exposure. You know, but it's something good that enriches your life, you know. Like um we we just figured out a a way to include a new cold brew uh maker, cold brew coffee maker, into um one of the TikToks. Sales are through the roof, the client's happy, uh the company's happy. And Stock are you holders. happy? Yeah. Are yeah. you happy? Yeah, I am. It's it's lovely. It only costs $25 for the cold brew coffee maker, wow. so it's cheaper. It makes it faster than other cold brew coffee makers, mm-hmm. and you get more of it, too. It's a technological breakthrough.
1: That's great. Yeah. So you have a generally happy life.
8: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Do you have any regrets?
8: Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> one time, I accidentally... Uh, uh, ran over a kid in Vermont.
1: Oh god. Oof.
8: Yeah. A I,
1: kid or kitten?
8: A kid and I oh, I I, I hit I hit and I ran. That's unbelievable. believe. And uh he looked okay, but I forget that.
1: Yeah. Wait, so was you... that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Or like something like I was thinking maybe a little something lighter, but that's an oh. interesting answer. So you so you didn't know you don't know what happened to him? You can
8: erase that too, can you?
1: Uh I don't legally think I can actually.
2: What yeah. is TikTok doing to root out corruption?
8: <laughs> oh, um we we have we work with them with fact checkers. So, um just like with political ads and stuff like that. Sometimes people jump on there and are like, "Hey, I'm a fun guy." And, and you find out that they've, you know, mm-hmm. they've been robbing the, the coffers of the organization they've worked for you know and dipping into people's pensions and they're using that to run for political Terrible. office you know so we try to keep them honest um thank you for yeah that. i mean it takes all all of us to do our part right you know spreading information <laughs>
1: yeah bless bless up uh, that kid's
8: probably okay. Sure. I mean, he was he was walking. Sure. It's Vermont. You probably,
1: yeah, you probably should have stopped and like checked on him and didn't run away. But
8: I was in a hurry. <laughs>
1: oh, that's what it was. You were not just afraid you were going to get arrested.
8: Uh, I mean, I don't know. He seemed okay. <laughs> He's okay. Did he move? After yeah. You, after... Oh, yeah. He was he was walking. Oh, did he just keep going about
1: his day, or was he try, like chasing after you?
8: No, he was, he mostly,
1: or did he start this, TikTok-ing? A,
8: this is upsetting. Okay. Yeah. I just, I didn't, you said any regrets and that popped in my head. Yeah. Well, it's gotta get, be good to
3: get it off your chest. I mean, you've probably been holding on to this for years.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me want to do better things with my life, you know, like, like contributing in this way and helping people like fulfill their dreams. So I guess you yeah. some TikTok good out about of that. It. Every, kid, about
1: every kid who you make famous is mixed up for that one kid you may be killed.
8: Yeah. Oh, I don't think he might have died. He could have. He was walking. Do people die after they're walking? Uh, uh, yes.
2: Spontaneous yeah. walking death happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Well, I mean, he could have just been in shock and then realized there was internal bleeding and complications. and. I,
2: I
3: yeah, I saw a movie where that happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I should what pal- movie was that? Uh, like shortcuts or something. Oh, see,
8: shortcuts. Said it. <laughs> I should probably make some calls. It's Robert Altman Yeah, phone, maybe.
1: Yeah. I'm not cutting this from the episode. you so <laughs> you're, you're gonna Please have some... cut this. I can't. Please. I can't. And my hands are tied.
8: I can make you TikTok famous. All right, I will cut it then.
1: Hit or miss? I guess I never miss, huh? You got a boyfriend? I bet he doesn't kiss you. Uh, well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Uh, where can people find more from you? Well, we already said the Plackies. Find them at Bandcamp, Facebook, everywhere you wanna listen to them. As long as it's on Bandcamp uh, or YouTube, maybe YouTube channel. Uh, maybe, maybe
2: TikTok someday.
1: Maybe TikTok. Uh, yes. And what is this last song that you guys will be playing for us called?
3: Whew. Oh, what song should it be? Uh, uh, maybe a proboscis,
2: proboscis, or or don't think of candy. Flip a coin. Ooh, Both well, great uh, songs.
3: Well, proboscis is about a, 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 a,
2: a, 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 a was it the mosquito? A, a mosquito that falls in love with a human. Versus. Okay, that's
1: it. That's what I want. All right. <laughs> yeah, I want mosquito love. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, we'll be back next week with our Christmas special. Mm. Yeah, here is Proboscis. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm a mosquito.
0: I'm in love. my love (laughs)
6: I am just a parasite One day the parasite might take up It'll be beautiful
0: Every time I whisper Sweet nothings into her ear There's only one thing That she seems to hear You
2: know my baby everybody knows male mosquitoes don't even bite, but that's okay. Your is good enough for me.
1: Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.
8: right